daily concerns, your everyday concerns. Especially seeking an ultimate solution for these concerns. And knowing that this very exercise that you're about to do is a way of dealing with these concerns, finding the ultimate remedy for these concerns. And if you can bring any measure of compassion with these concerns, knowing that others also are in the same dilemma, then bring that also. And stir it in your mind until it becomes a strong, fiery determination. check the posture, making sure that the posture is conducive to meditation. Check the legs, make sure they are comfortable and stable, the hands, the distance of the elbows from the body, shoulders, the straightness and comfort of the back.
and continue to just observe the breath. Do not concern yourself with controlling the breath, nor with forcing the mind to focus on it. Don't even concern yourself with distractions. Don't worry about what to do to get rid of distractions. Just observe the breath. As you breathe out, know you're breathing out. As you breathe in, know you're breathing in. And watch the flow of the continuity of the mindfulness on the breath. From out-breath to out-breath. And intend to keep this continuity unbroken. That is the continuity of your awareness of the breath while you follow 21 cycles of breath. And keep in the back of your mind the mindfulness and the sense of ease that you're feeling now in your body.
of the sense of ease is now reflected in the rhythm of the breath, how it is further reflected in the very awareness itself. And continue to let the mind rest in this ever deepening sense of calmness, sense of tranquility. And from within this tranquil state, bring your attention to the space in front of you, about an arm's length or prostration's distance from you at the level of your eyebrows. While focusing on that space, again bring forth, bring to the surface of your mind your determination, your fiery determination, your true heartfelt concerns, and the need to find a remedy, a solution that will be ultimate. And through what means will you get to that? <coughs> and feel yourself in the very presence of what is for you your infallible means of getting to your goal, your teacher appearing in a form made entirely of light. Look within your mind for that measure of conviction that the infallible means to achieve your goal has appeared in this form made of light. And holding this measure of conviction Show your reverence and your mind prostrate. Entrust yourself, take refuge, seeking protection, accepting protection, seeking guidance, accept, accepting guidance.
free your conscience, admit your faults, the actions committed under their influence. Take refuge for strength, protection. embracing all beings, your mind focusing on the teacher in front of you, and you feel yourself connected through the teacher to all the nine beings. By the force of this realization, address the enlightened beings, ask them to please Teach sentient beings how to truly end their pain, how to find true happiness. Beg them to stay in their lives 
continuously until beings are truly free, truly happy.
desire to achieve is right above your head. All the realizations you seek. aspire to become inseparable with the teacher. Until the very strength of your aspiration makes the teacher's aspiration to be inseparable with you. Then the teacher's form dissolves into a point of light. See and feel this point of light descend through the crown of your head. See it, feel it merging with your mind at your heart center. So we are going to be on the topic of uh, meditation, wisdom meditation for a while, and we are using the we're still using the Hot Sutra, even though it seems like for the past few weeks we haven't been talking about the Hot Sutra. Uh, uh, we are in the part of the Hot Sutra where there is a, a big sort of like uh, differences of opinion among scholars, among uh, mainly, mainly among scholars as to exactly what is the conventional and what is the ultimate and what is the what is their relationship with each other uh so since this is where we are i'm gonna uh i've been throwing just questions at you to make you uh to make you sort of think about them and and you incorporate these questions in your in your meditation so i'm gonna throw another question at you uh, especially for those of you who already have some sort of, uh, uh, well, 
some sort of experience or uh, you're already familiar with uh, what is conventional, what is ultimate. Okay. Uh, remember I mentioned some time ago that when, it's to, when it comes to truly understanding those two, the conventional and the ultimate, it's actually more, much more difficult to understand the conventional. And we think that the ultimate is the most difficult thing because that's what we are you know, trying to break our brains to try to understand. But actually, what we are perceiving, what we experience, it's much more to really understand it. Really understand it. Okay. And here is the, the question to really mess up your mind. <laughs> okay. uh, well, a little introduction. Remember, the, the, what is the conventional? The, the conventional is, uh, another name for the conventional is deceptive reality. And, and, and look at those two words. Deceptive reality. And, and it's not just the deceptive. It is deceptive reality. It is the reality that is deceptive. It is the reality that it can't help but be deceptive. It's like, uh, what's that person called again? That, that's a uh, psychological trait. Compulsive liar? Was it? No, what's that? Yeah, what's that? Pathological. The pathological liar. So the, the, conventional the conventional nature is a pathological liar. <laughs> it can't help but lie. Okay? That's, it, it can't help it. So you cannot expect it to tell you the truth. Okay? If you expect it to tell the truth, what you're going to experience, you're going to experience samsara, you're going to suffer. Okay? And you can say in a way that we, we think it is, the, uh, it is truly what it is. We think, we think it is telling the truth about, 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 it, it, about the way it is appearing. Okay? Uh, but it is a deceptive reality. Now because it has the name deceptive reality, then the other speculations comes, comes along with it. Gumikin Surimbache, when some Sundays ago uh, in, in Connecticut, uh, came down from his, uh, from, from his room, and, uh, and then I think we were having a discussion on the table one day, and then he came down and then he, he threw out <laughs> uh, everything is false. <laughs> and then <laughs> he went back up. <laughs> <laughs> now, he was talking about uh, conventional reality. Okay, the the, the nature of conventional uh, convention, conventional reality is falsehood. Okay. Now, when you when you when you think about it, what does falsehood mean? Does it mean what is false doesn't exist? Then what does exist, or the ultimate exists? You would think that way. Actually, it's the reverse. The ultimate doesn't exist. That is, an object that is an ultimate object doesn't exist. But an object that is a false object, that's what exists. And, and you have to sort of uh, wrap your mind around that to sort of understand why is it proper to call it false and why is it proper to believe that that's what exists. That is exists in a sense of what do you experience in your everyday experience. Okay. And is there an object, an ultimate object that you can find? Can you find an ultimate object? 
the the description of the ultimate nature of reality that is when you take reality that is being presented to you and you look to see ultimately what is it this thing that is being presented to you like the cup for example when we took the when we took the cup or when we took the apple so apart those uh, apart from those things that is being presented to you ultimately what is it and somewhere within our unconscious uh, uh, habits, we believe that we will be able to find that ultimate apple. We'll be able to find the ultimate cup. And then we hear, when we are studying philosophy, oh, we, we, need to, we need to look for the ultimate reality. So we think of the ultimate reality is a reality that exists. But ultimate reality is really saying there's no such thing as an ultimate object. That's ultimate reality. So when you encounter ultimate reality, that's why you don't find anything. When uh, in that section of the Hat Sutra where it says, uh, uh, where we are uh, somewhat uh, uh, a paragraph before that, where it says, in emptiness, there is no this, there's no that, there's no that, there's no this, there's no that, there's no that. That is, when you look at any of this, Form, ear, nose, your your name, your identity, uh, any one of those parts that make you up. When you look at it, and you look for and make an ultimate search for it, you end up with like you had form in front of you, which exists, which you know you, you can slap somebody with it, you can get slapped with it, you can you know walk with it. Here it is that exists. You can have you experience it. It functions. But when you look for it, ultimately you end up with. And at the end of your search with not finding anything, you end up with no form. You end up, when you have uh, consciousness, when you look out for it ultimately, you end up with no consciousness. So in the ultimate, when you're looking at ultimate reality, which is not really a, 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 a something, it's really coming up with the, with, the con with, the, with the conclusion or come up with the, uh, with the realization that that thing that you were that that you started looking for, you cannot find it, an ultimate part of it. Okay, that's ultimate reality. So the con the conventional that's what we that's what we have that's what we have to deal with. And like Rinpoche just said, it's everything is false. It's false. And you would think, oh, it's false. Then we have to look for the real. But the thing is, it's not false. With, with a devious uh, intention to, to, to deceive you. Okay? Just like we uh, mentioned uh, an image in a mirror, a reflection in a mirror. That's what it is. It's a reflection. It's not, it's not saying I'm a real person. You're the one who's saying it's a real person. It's just a reflection. And that's its nature, to be just a reflection. So when uh, we encounter something uh, uh, Supposedly, what, what our mind is doing at an unconscious level, yeah, we are expecting the reflection to be real. And we are trying to force the reflection to be something other than, other than a reflection. It, and what is the nature of, of a, a reflection? It's a false person. That's what it is. It's a false person. It cannot be a real person. So when we find ourselves being dragged by our uh, what are called the disturbing emotions, with, uh, our kleshas, our anger, our those emotions that are making us suffer, that are the root of our, of, of our suffering. 
is because somewhere we are wanting that thing which is not real to be real just for us just for me please be real I need you to be real because I, I cannot deal with something that is not real but what are you dealing with you live with something that is not real and you're already dealing with it so why do you want it to be something else okay. so and because of that uh, the, the image in the mirror cannot you know cannot cannot love you the image in the mirror cannot give you something if you just understand its nature it just cannot do that okay now uh, the real object a real object since it doesn't exist cannot perform any function a real person I mean ultimately real uh, an ultimately real person cannot give you love cannot make, make act of charity t towards you only a false person <laughs> can make these things interesting huh only a false person can make these things. And if this is uh, a mess in your mind, then <coughs> and, and you, and your, your mind is becoming boiling a little bit, it's getting a little bit hot, and uh, it's already hot in here. Uh, so that means uh, I've, I've started the process properly. <laughs> okay? If you're troubled, if you're confused, that's good. You should be confused. Okay? Because for since bidding less time we were looking for the real and we thought we every once in a while we thought we had it but it is the nature of everything that they're just false now we think uh, here's the last thing ah when we get to nirvana finally we'll have real objects <laughs> okay so we will leave the force behind Buddha, Buddhahood, thank goodness, it's false. Nirvana, thank goodness, it's false. And thank goodness, those Buddha feels that we hear about, the place where you, where you would like to go if you're not enlightened yet, where everything is perfectly set up so you can be enlightened. That's what the Buddha, Buddha feels are. Okay? Thank goodness, they are false. Because if they were real, what would happen? Yeah, you would not you would not be able to experience Buddhahood. You would not be able to experience Nirvana. You would not be able to experience uh, those Buddha fields because every remember everything that you are experiencing, its very nature is false. That is, it is not com something which is ultimately real. You cannot find something like that. Thank goodness. Okay. So. I don't know. There was there a question there? I said I was going to throw out a question at you. Mm -hmm. Then I threw a question. <laughs> so things are either false or they don't exist. Yeah. Things are either false or they don't exist. Okay. So get used to that. Okay. And be happy with it. <laughs> okay. And being false doesn't mean being evil. It means that's what things are. If it if it is, it's false. If it is not, and if it's something, if it doesn't exist, then it's, it's, it doesn't exist. <laughs> you cannot talk about it being false. You cannot talk about it being real. It just doesn't exist. If it's something that exists, 
it is false. And what are the things that exist? Samsara exists, your suffering exists, all these things exist. And Buddhahood exists, Nirvana exists, all these things exist. And why they exist? Because they're false. False, not ultimately real. Not ultimately real. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if there was a, maybe there was a question in there. If there wasn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> make a make up a question about what I just said, and then let your mind run into it. And if you are if you are getting frustrated, <laughs> if you are getting uptight. <laughs> Just don't hit anybody. <laughs> Keep it in your meditation. <laughs> okay. That actually means it's a good sign. You actually, your mind is working. You're trying to find a, a, an answer. Okay. If, it, if it's completely boring, you know, you're waiting. It's okay, well, it shouldn't be over already. I'm supposed to see a movie at 8.30. <laughs> 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 it's something like energetic, like love. Is that not... Oh, thank goodness, it's false. <laughs> if it was real, if I'm not feeling it now, there's no way I'm going to ever feel it. Feel it. What about like a mother giving love to a child? Thank goodness, that's the most false thing. <laughs> okay, now keep asking those questions and then try to come up with those silly answers I'm giving you right now. <laughs> Right, ready? So inform the body, okay, I'm about to meditate. Get into a place where you're not gonna disturb me. <coughs> and have a strong determination to get to the root of what I was talking about. Maybe I was crazy and then I came here and I talked. <laughs> So uh, think of uh, the image of a, a reflection and everything being like that. What makes a reflection possible?
state in which you are. And from within this tranquil state, again embrace all beings with your compassion, with your love. And strongly wish, as though willing, that they may be free of all their troubles, that they may find true happiness, that the very tranquil state that you're experiencing may become for them the end of their suffering, the finding of true happiness. back to your breath, staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body, starting with the top of your head, then slowly become more aware of your body until you reach your toes. week because I'm not sure if you're going to have class this Friday. Is it this Friday or this following? The following? The next next Friday, I think, D.C. The, the coming Friday is Mahamudra. Yeah. The coming Friday is Mahamudra in, in uh, D.C. So I'm not sure if we're going to have this class. Which is open to anyone interested, by the way. Yeah. And uh, that's what it talks about. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you very much.